I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Welcome back. Final segment of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio on a Monday. Hope you're having a great one out there. And as we round out today, we've had some fascinating discussions today from from all over the board. And I love that. I love the fact that we can get people on from very different perspectives, uh, different points of view. Uh, in fact, uh, one of our de- guests, Ben Burgess, uh, who is a Democratic Socialist, and uh, he wasn't interested in talking about the right or the conservatives uh, because he says, I'd, I don't I don't want them to I want my side to win. So I'm not going to yell and scream at them. I'm going to I'm going to yell at my own people to get their act together. <laughs> and I want to focus on helping the left get past cancel culture and all of these other things uh, that are preventing them from getting to the debate about principles and policies. And the same could be said for the right. Uh, they're going to the GOP is going to spend this week talking about ousting Liz Cheney, representative from Wyoming. Uh, that's an interesting thing to do and have. Uh, doesn't do a lot to advance any principles or policy. Uh, if you're saying she wasn't with uh, the Trump administration, well, on policy, uh, she was more than almost any other member of Congress. Uh, so there's interesting debates, and uh, I love it when we can have these kinds of conversations from all different points of the compass. Uh, but it leads me to where I want to wrap up our our day today, and that is on the the critics, the armchair experts. Uh, the world's filled with them. I think we've got more than ever before, and we have a lot of folks who can pontificate and bloviate uh, to whoever will listen. They can rant uh, negativity and anger and fear and frustration of all kinds. And we have to be careful about that. Uh, I often find myself asking me, okay, what can be done? It's one thing to point out the, pr- the problem. It, it, uh, it's always about what are we going to actually do about it? How do we actually implement something? How do we move it forward uh, in an actual positive way? rather than just trying to to demonize those that we disagree with uh, or just heaping praise on those that we do agree with. Uh, And sometimes uh, we find that people are heaping praise on the mediocre they agree with because they agree with them. And we have to be careful of all of those things because rarely does that move us forward. Uh, I often go back to uh, the quote from uh, Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, who, when it came to the critics, said it's not the critic who counts, not the one who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? 
who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself on a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. That's an important principle. I would rather fail daring greatly uh, than anything else. Roosevelt continued, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. Far better is it to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy nor suffer much because they live in a gray twilight that knows not victory or defeat. Uh, We could spend hours just on that uh, single quote by Roosevelt. But it is easy to be the critic. It It is easy to point out the stumbles, the errors, how people could have done it better. The question is, is can we... Can we get past that? Can we get to the things that uh, are more important, the things we can actually do and and take action on? Uh, it's also true that, that most who do the most, the people who really get things done in life and in business, uh, amazingly are often those who talk the least. <laughs> Why? Because they're so busy striving to make a difference. They're so focused on working to achieve their goal that they – They don't have time to criticize others or to draw a whole lot of attention to themselves. And that's a good way to evaluate those you choose to listen to is observe how they actually observe themselves. How observant are they of their own behavior, their own flaws? Uh, Are they like the teenager uh, attempting to gain control from their parents by declaring, I'm an adult now? Uh, At our house, the law is always, if you have to declare it, you're not it, especially when it comes to the word adult. (laughs) If you have to declare that you're an adult, you're probably not an adult, and you're probably about to do something very childish. Uh, If you have to declare that you're the leader, pretty good chance you're not the leader. So rather than declare it, just go do it. Because those who have to declare their own greatness, usually by disparaging others, uh, they're simply they're simply not there yet. And so much of what we've talked about today uh, is about who gets to say what and where and when and how. From social media and platforms, what's their role in all of those declarations? All of that criticism, all of those disparaging remarks, who's responsible? Well, we can we can have a, a healthy and robust debate over First Amendment rights, free speech. We can talk about uh, who gets to say what uh, on a on a particular platform, and we can debate you know where the line should be drawn uh, in in terms of that from a policy standpoint, federally, locally. Uh, who's responsible? The individual, the platform. Are those things being carried out equally uh, across? thought processes, political spectrums, religious spectrums? Uh, Are we really having that kind of conversation? So we can have all of those debates. 
but to me, the bigger question, the bigger question goes back to what we talked about early on in the program today. Are we going to focus on this emotional violence where we immediately have to go to this point that I'm right, you're wrong, and you have to change? That's what creates contention. That's what we pointed out from the Utah Valley University. Uh, two great speeches, uh, one by President Astrid Tuminez uh, and one by Dr. Wendy Watson Nelson. Uh, and it's an important conversation. And in every case, the ultimate responsibility comes back to me. What am I putting out there? What am I posting on my social media? How am I treating those that I disagree with, whether that's across my back fence, whether that's walking around my neighborhood, or whether that's appearing on a radio program locally or nationally? We all have to think a little different. And so we have to get to where we can all make mistakes and we can all move forward. Because it's far better for us to, to make the attempt to dare greatly than to just continue to complain and whine and moan and have our group griping and pity parties on the couch. So we can do a little better And it's far better to dare greatly, even if we fail, than to just hang out in that gray twilight that knows not victory or defeat. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that'll make a difference. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin, and my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.